Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, it's time to nominate a speaker. Number two, why are the McCarthy eight silent? And number three, the House will get an intel briefing on Israel today. Let's get into it. Okay, so we're here. We don't have a speaker of the House, but today... Uh, the House Republican Conference will meet behind closed doors to nominate a speaker. Uh, at 10 a.m., they'll meet. Uh, and you know by now the choices are House Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana and Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan of Ohio. Let's just start with this. The House Republican Conference is as discombobulated and disorganized as they've been in more than two decades. They're leaderless, angry, upset about how they got here and worried about what's next. They're back. There's some backstabbing, some bad blood, mistrust. And after preaching unity for the last week, uh, Scalise, or sorry, Jordan said he kind of danced around whether he would endorse Scalise if Scalise was the nominee for speaker and that could cost him some votes. So today is going to be a very long day. If you are a Hill aide, a producer, a TV correspondent, an editor, you should know that there might not be a speaker today. There might not be a nominee out of the conference. So let us talk quickly about how this will go down. So first is the Scalise-Jordan proxy vote. This is the House Republicans will vote on a proposal being pushed by Chip Roy and I guess Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania too, although probably to a lesser extent, to raise the threshold to bring a Republican candidate for speaker to the floor to 217. Scalise has been working to defeat the proposal, but Roy's proposed rule change has more than 100 supporters. So it's it's got, it's gotten a lot. And to be honest with you, it makes... You, I could argue this both ways. I could argue many things both ways, but um, it makes sense. Here's why it makes sense, because you don't want to go to the floor with 180 yes votes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've seen that happen before. We've seen McCarthy when he had 200 or however many he had. Um, but uh, to be honest with you, it makes good sense to have 217. Now, the uh, the downside is it could it could prolong the speaker process, and we'll get to that in a second. Scalise could try to, on top of trying to kill this proposal, he could try to amend it or uh, table it or whatever. Scalise's orbit has been telling House Republicans he has this race locked up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe so, maybe not, as the good people in Fish would say. Um, yet winning today would be a real capstone on Scalise's career. Uh, he's watched three GOP speakers operate from his perch at the leadership table. He has a loyal staff, a K Street cabinet stocked with high powered lobbyists and a good, if not as good as McCarthy, definitely not as good as McCarthy fundraising operations. So he has all the uh, attributes of a speaker, but not the gavel. So let's say if Jordan wins. Um, Jordan would represent a dynamic and dramatic change on top of the House GOP. Um, he is... Um, he says what he means always, meaning if he takes a position, he's not taking it for shock value or anything like that. He's taking it because he is, intends to hold that position. Let's talk about this long slog. Uh, if the Roy proposal passes, you get into an actual election between Scalise and Jordan. The first round between Scalise and Jordan will be by secret ballot. If 217 is not reached then, uh, the but a majority is reached, uh, the it, they move into a second balloting 
This is held as a, as a secret ballot. If he still doesn't have 217, there's more questioning, followed by an open roll call vote. This means every Republican has to declare who they're for and who they're against. If the speaker nominee is still not at 217, there's more questioning and yet another roll call vote. If the speaker nominee doesn't have at least 185 votes at this point, the process starts all over again. According to the Roy proposal, members can nominate another speaker candidate after the third round of voting. So if Scalise and Jordan do not nail down 217, people will get itchy and they'll nominate someone like a Patrick McHenry or a Tom Cole, and that could really mess up the process. Now, will this all matter? I, I actually tend to think that all these people who are saying we can't have Scalise or Jordan, they're too conservative, like newsflash, no one cares about the speaker election in 2024. No one will care about it. Um, now, could the Jordan and Scalise um, push bills that could be dangerous for moderates? Of course they can. Um, but the idea that a speaker candidate is going to be dispositive in 2024 is just not reality. Now, could they dis also be dispositive in raising money and not raise as much money? Yes, that is true. Now let's move on to the number two story of the day. The eight Republicans who helped oust Kevin McCarthy uh, are not saying who they will endorse, except Nancy Mace, who uh, is supporting Jim Jordan. Uh, so Matt Rosendale, Eli Crane, Bob Good, Tim Burchett, Ken Buck, Andy Biggs, and Matt Gates all put the House in this situation and are kind of laying back and saying, not saying who would they who they would support. Now listen, if any of these folks not supported anybody. Um, it could hurt that person in becoming speaker. So there's probably a little bit of strategery, let's call it, around this. Um, but uh, kind of amazing that all these folks put, overthrew McCarthy and are now taking a back seat in this process. Number three story of the day, the continuing disaster in Israel. Uh, the House will get a classified briefing at 830 this morning. We expect lawmakers to learn more about Israel's plans for striking back against Hamas. The briefers are Victoria Newland, the acting deputy secretary of state, Pentagon policy chief Sasha Baker and senior intelligence official Morgan Muir. Um, also, I didn't know this until this morning. Um, Joni Ernst is in Israel. Quite amazing, to be honest with you, um, with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, Donald Norcross, Jimmy Panetta, um, as they uh, uh, are on a Middle East Codel and decided to keep Israel on their schedule. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.